Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. Welcome, everyone, to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast. I am your host and life coach, Dion Thompson. <sighs> I love every dance party that we have that my guests um, pick the best music. And my guest today, Rose, has chosen some very zen, chill out, speak to my soul music. So um, if you've listened to a few episodes, you may have heard me say that my daughters are huge fans of Fleetwood Mac. I mean, because we introduced them to Fleetwood Mac and of course we listen to it regularly and that's fantastic. And today you chose two Fleetwood Mac songs and I just felt like like I was floating and it was fabulous and oh, great songwriting just fabulous music. And then throwing a little Dolly Parton Jolene right in the middle. I was like, please, I am in love with this. I just feel it was the perfect, the perfect start to this episode of the podcast. So welcome my friend Rose. I am so grateful that you are here today. Um, it's been a long road to get you onto this podcast. And, and I think that, and I know it's well worth the wait. And I, I just I giggled, you had mentioned it um, in a gathering we were in recently about just sort of the, some of the obstacles to even get us onto the same call to, to have this conversation. Um, and so this is kind of a long time coming, which I'm, I'm pretty excited about. And so uh, Rose and I connected digitally as one does nowadays. Um, and you are on in another country on the other side of this continent. And um, so time change applies here right now. And I am just, if you don't already know Rose and because and, many of my listeners have been connecting with you, which is very exciting, but there's something about the way that you show up in the world that I just felt seen. And from the minute we started chatting, I'm like, this is a woman that I need in my life. Your energy is just spectacular and, um, and so giving. And I, I'm, I'm excited that I had the chance to work with you, that we are here having this conversation. Um, because I, I recognize that that light that you bring to the world and that you shine for others um, is something that you have curated sort of as a, as a diamond in the dark, right? The, that, you know, the constant pressure on the carbon creates the diamond. And I really feel like your, your story sort of exemplifies that process of becoming and really stepping in. So I'm, I'm just so grateful that you are here with us today and, um, and that you're gonna be sharing your uh, parts of your journey and what brought you to this place where those of us on the other side just get to just bask in that. And, and, and we're so, I'm so grateful. So welcome, my friend. Oh, thank you, Dion. I feel so grateful and blessed that we connected and that we've developed a friendship. And yes, also it's so interesting the things that um, happened 
part to be sort of a stretch before we got together here. And um, it's all in perfect timing. I know that as well. Thank you. Ah. So, so Rose, you and I work together in a in sort of a coaching capacity and part of your goddess mastery um, community and program. And that has been fantastic to uh, a beautiful way to support heart led heart centered entrepreneurs to really step into their power and, 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 and maximize their, their gifts and their impact on the world. Um, but maybe let us in on a little bit more about you. And I mean, I know that you have done, um, you've been in this world for, you know, two plus decades and sharing your gifts. Um, so maybe just let us know a little bit about you and, and then we'll dive into kind of what brought you here to this okay. space. Okay. A little bit about me. Currently, what I'm, I am focusing on is the, I've, I came into 2019 having made a decision that I was going to sort of take my life, imagine it's in a bucket and I'm just going to fucking dump it upside down and just, tra- you know, transform it all. Um, and, you know, put back what was still serving my highest good and sort of release with love and gratitude what wasn't and recreate what is um, now and working on my highest good and the highest good for I feel all those that I connect with. And that was really scary because I have had an extremely successful last 11 years and I decided to that I I decided absolutely my soul was calling me to work with heart-centered spiritually minded feminine entrepreneurs and I have been working with more mainstream entrepreneurs in my coaching practice and groups and it was really successful for so to decide to give notice to everyone give a year notice and to do that was really really scary and at the same time the world situation showed up just a matter of weeks after I gave notice and I realized wow you know it's really just shaking the bucket now just make it sure pound it on the bottom make sure it's all out and give me some you know some extra shit to deal with and so it I I've done that and I have created and I am still creating. I launched my new programs and I let everyone know we'll just we're gonna have a beta year and we're gonna build this beautiful container. Like we're gonna build it while we fly it or build the house while we live in it kind of thing. Yeah. And the magical piece about this beyond is that the the souls. I call them goddesses in my program. And I mean that as a term of light within, a woman with a light within. And these women who have these beautiful souls and lights and so many gifts to offer the world have have shown up in my life. And I feel like they're connecting with each other, weaving together. And becoming even stronger. They were meant to be together and work together as much as I was meant to be with them and work with them and journey with them. It's been phenomenal. It's actually been the most fulfilling thing that I've ever done. And I'm just looking forward to 
continuing to journey with them. And if I had to say in a nutshell what it is I'm now doing, I support heart-centered or spiritually-minded feminine entrepreneurs to build their first six-figure year, multiple six figures and seven-figure businesses. And I also offer a mastermind group and a lot of those women work together to support one another in really taking it to another level together with their collaboration. So I do still have some private coaching that I do. I've got, um, I call them gatherings and anyone can come to that. And I have an annual program. We also do some mini workshops once a month, the wisdom mini workshops where we focus on first of all, a work session, let's get, let's get some shit done. And then we do a self-care time. And it's one of my favorite groups because most of the time I show up in my pajamas, they can show up in their pajamas. It's truly come as you are. It's the most casual thing I do. And it, it, we allow the space to open and unfold for what is needed. And it's so magical one of my favorites and then my my other very favorite is the mastermind group that is the tightest knit most supportive environment and also I keep hearing feedback over and over the safest most uh, sacred space that we have is our collective mastermind. being a part of that community both those communities I can attest to to that uh, sentiment about it being a safe um, woven community and it it appears to me that in just the way that you have invited women in that was all for a reason and it really feels like a um, there's purpose and connection sort of built right in which is fabulous so it knowing you and and learning from you it's very clear to me how important creating safe space and 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 building that sort of um energy of compassion and empathy and joy um it is what what brought you here what what led you to this space where this is um not just what you do, but who you are. Yeah, thank you for recognizing that and seeing me in that uh, safety, compassion, a place of being welcomed without any judgment, just as you are, uh, being loved and nurtured and held, being seen in the version of you that is your highest self is the space that I bring. When I come together with someone one-on-one or I come together in a group, it's raw authenticity. Come at your ugliest, come at your most beautiful, wherever you're at right at this moment, show up authentically you. And I'm here to receive you with love and just completely meet you where you're at. Where this comes from is that as a motherless daughter and as um, an orphan, I, cr- I became the mother that I never had. And I love to nurture others. And it's, it really comes from that core place of, of nurturing that I love to pass on to others. It all comes back down to that, and a mother and nurturer. 
a loving mother figure and nurturer meets others with absolute love and acceptance. And it's interesting how this um, has developed and become my greatest gift. When I speak, I talk in my talks many times about um, not having that myself, creating uh, my greatest, bringing my greatest gifts out of tra trauma or transforming trauma into our greatest gifts. We really do find our gifts and we're blessed with them. I believe I, I am through what I've walked in my life. And coming back to um, being a motherless daughter and also um, not having that nurturing myself, I was taken as a young child and I am a survivor of child trafficking. Later in my life, when I was uh, just really feeling like, oh, I've, I've, I've escaped this, I'm, I'm getting my life together, um, I was in college, and I actually had my first daughter, and I just put together a beautiful life of my own with her, and my vision was actually to become a dentist. <laughs> That's what I was working towards. <laughs> It's a great goal. It's a great goal. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I was involved in uh, student government, actually was a representative for the health uh, uh, portion. And life was really, at, um, for me, I felt now they refer to it like living your best life. Oh, hell yeah. And one um, cold, dark January evening, I was leaving class and just was feeling myself. January also happens to be my birthday month. Um, life is good. Going out to my car in the parking lot of my college campus. And I was abducted from that area and held captive. And I was, um, I, I, I experienced many traumas and prior to my escape, I do mention many times when I give a talk that I was poisoned. And that poisoning was later connected to a series of autoimmune diseases that were activated. And so I, I have another layer of compassion for anyone that deals with physical challenges. <sighs> I needed that <laughs> to, uh, I have, and still uh, deal with health issues. So I can see how my gift of being able to uh, uniquely meet anyone who's having physical or health challenges, that's where that comes from. And it gave me this level of non-judgment and compassion that I know I wouldn't have had I not experienced that piece. So I, I like to mention that I did escape and I was able to put together my life and I was married and had five, five children. Unfortunately, I hadn't yet gained the skills to discern prior to marrying my first husband. I wasn't able to discern that maybe this wasn't the best fit for me. And I also didn't have the skills to 
stand up for myself yet. <clears throat> so over a period of years, um, I endured some abuse and so domestic violence and some really ugly situations. I actually didn't realize that my my husband was an addict and an alcoholic and the level of it. <clears throat> and that was hard for me to deal with later when I when that was put together by professionals and shared with me the real level. I, I had a lot of guilt. And at the time I was really beating myself up about it, blaming myself. What I did do was to escape that. And I, since he was still actively seeking me out, trying to harm me and the children, I actually went underground. And it was a period of three long years that I was underground with my kids and creating businesses to support myself, to support them the whole time having them with me because you're not enrolling in a lot of schools or dropping your kids off at daycare when you're underground. And if when I talk about my period being homeless, it was right at the beginning and I had a 1989 blue Mustang filled with five kids and what was our life. And that's how the journey began. Today, I still have that Mustang and we're, we're in a process of just beginning to restore it. Um, but I kept that because it's a symbol of, of really our success. It was the vehicle, literally the vehicle that I used to drive away from a horrible situation and launch a new life. And I, so I, I have a lot of love. Um, recently, I had a gentleman here and him and his wife were looking over the car and he's going to be doing some restoration work on it. And he said, I can just feel, feel what there is here. And I hadn't even told him the story, but he said, I can feel that there is a deep, deep connection and I'm, I'm honored. Whatever it is, I'm honored. I'll be working on this project for you. So tired. Yeah. During the time coming back to the time that I was underground, though, I I actually know that that's a time of deep transformation for me. I utilized skills that I was starting to learn, working with some wonderful people that I had worked with to help me to see the situation, prepare, and actually leave and go underground. Those skills brought me into coaching before it was even really a, a thing. <laughs> and I, I supported myself with my own toolbox first. I was my first coaching client. And I utilized the skills and created the skills myself and the system that I now still use to support myself first, because I was my first client, in building avenues of income. And I recognized that there's going to be times when things are going to shift, whether it's I'm shifting physical locations, whatever. There's times throughout the year that all of us as entrepreneurs, we have shifts and we need to pivot or avenues of income will slow down or peter out. And we need to have something else that's going to be replacing that in that time. So that's originally when the idea of a suite of, of businesses or a suite of income came to mind and I put it together for myself. And I, I've grown that out since. So it, we really go deeper now. 
and it's wonderful working with people who have so much technology now that we can lean into also. That's really where the first idea came from. And it supports me. And when things change in their personal life, being able to hear them at a deep, deep level and help them to make shifts and pivots to also um, help them with what's happening in their personal life. That's something that I really believe in when I talk about uh, Goddess Mastery or Collective or the Wisdom Program. I believe in focusing on our personal mastery as much as we focus on our business or our career mastery. If we don't have our shit together in our personal lives, the foundation we're building these businesses on is not strong. So we need to as much focus on that as we do on business. So brilliant. I'm in awe and I'm sure I'm not the first to say that how inspiring um, your story is and, and thank you for your willingness to share. Um, I'm, I'm just pretty moved here. Um, I have, I have questions. And at the same time, I just, I feel like, uh, I'm not sure where to start my, I'm curious about your strength. And I recognize that um, as a mom, um, it, it takes a whole other level of, you know, that superhuman lift cars off babies kind of, of energy uh, to continue to show up every day. How did you do it? <laughs> well, I, well what, I hope that we get to talk again because there's a story I want to tell uh, one day that really relates to my spirituality and it talks a piece to strength, but really the strength, here's where it comes from. It, um, my biological father it was an absolutely amazing, amazing person, deeply spiritual, awesome person. When I was taken from him uh, around the age of five, I had already been imprinted with the four core values and morals that I have and I think it all no I know it all comes down to the evils that I endured and witnessed as a young child I chose at that time and continue to choose every single day that I want to work for the highest good that I want to be a light and as a young young child I would tie it back to little songs that kids sing with um shine your light and just little songs. I wanted to be a, a part of the light. And I always told myself, I want to be good. I want to work for the highest good. I want to help others and support them what it, for what is in their highest good. I never wanted to be a part of the evil that I saw around me. And I know it comes back to that. I was just my absolute fucking determination that I will be good and I will bring good to the planet. I will bless others. And it was a fire in my soul. And it's still what lights my soul on fire is to see someone who needs support and be able to meet them where they're at and uniquely support them. I 
what they need to build, whether it's something in their personal life or it's something in their business. I want to support everyone in stepping up, doing the work, having a cheerleader alongside of them, someone to journey with them that can hold them in a sacred space of love and work with them in that place of love. And so it just really comes back to that. I, I remember clearly um, when I first was taken and the things that I started to see and endure, deciding I want to be good. I'm not going to fucking allow this to destroy me. And so that's where it came from. <laughs> that is intense. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just, I'm in awe of that. And, and I'm, I'm grateful for your biological father to have mm-hmm. imprinted that on you, uh, in you, mm-hmm. within you. Um, you, you often speak about um, the transformation through trauma um, that you've gone through, that it has been this gift and that it has given you this opportunity to continue to shine your light, to be good. Um, how, what was that process like for you as far as, when did you start to know that you would be taking what you've experienced and, and shifting it in such a way that you could then use it for your highest good? I, I believe for a while, well, I've always been super positive. I'm all, I'm always positive. I choose positivity. I chose it then I've chosen it throughout my life. I have days where like anyone, especially if it's a hormonal time, (laughs) like, fuck it. But um, I mean, I have bad days, but I do always, I'm always choosing to come at everything in that uh, glass half full, really positive way. I have super positive mindset. Uh, I, I feel like for a while after my abduction, I, I was still a, a positive person. I never would say anything. Um, I have a couple of friends that have known me for a really long time newbie before after during that whole thing and they still say you're the most positive person I would try to get you to like uh, uh gossip or talk about somebody I'd try everything and you just wouldn't you'd always <laughs> just shift it so even I know that I, I was still positive but I do know inside I went through some dark years after the abduction and I feel that when it really launched was my desire and preparation to leave my husband. I started connecting with some great teachers, uh, spiritual leaders and teachers, and I actually lost 107 pounds in eight months, just shifting how I ate and adding more movement to my life because I wanted to be physically able to run and not like run or jog or do a marathon, but fucking run run in my life and, you know, hold five babies at the same time if I couldn't get to my car. So that was the period where it really grew. I made a decision, fuck this shit. I'm not living this life anymore. And I started creating prior to even leaving the life of my dreams. And that meant getting my shit together. Really, I needed to eat better, 
start any movement, feed my mind, and connect with the right teachers and leaders. And now we call them mentors and coaches. Uh, so I started to do for myself what I still to this day recommend for others, get your personal mastery together and get you, then start focusing on building your life, career, businesses. So the fortitude that it would take to execute such a long-term plan, right? It wasn't like you made a decision and then you did. It, you made a decision and then you did and did and did and did and did. And the parallels, obviously the intensity and the, the uniqueness of your situation is, um, is yours, but the parallels I feel to anyone who is looking ahead at that long-term gain with little to no short-term bursts of dopamine, like there's no rah, 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 especially when you're doing something very much on your own in the sense that you know, there wasn't other than your, the teachers and your guides, it wasn't like you were going around getting all the support from all the people in your life because everything you were doing was to implement this very secret plan as it were. Okay. How, um, I mean, I know from a little bit of experience and from what it is that I, I help others with is, um, you know, building in systems and engaging in practices that keep your attention to that larger goal, even when, you know, what you're currently sitting in is a bit of a shitstorm. Mm. Um, and as you continue to try new things and adopt new activities and new thoughts and behaviors, it kind of, you actually can really stir up the shitstorm. Mm. So my question is what, yeah, <laughs> what, what did you turn to? Did you have what kind of practices or, or um, activities did you engage in to keep yourself focused on the, the big, on that dream? Number one, keeping it alive, keeping it fresh, keeping it real while you're living your actual real shitstorm life. This, I love this question because it really uh, helped me to look back. You took me back and I was aware of, I'm so proud of her mm. and what she was doing. And the first step was that I became aware of my responsibility and took responsibility for the situation that my children were in. Being aware of that, my very first obligation and desire was to create a better situation for them. So daily, I was making sure that they were taken care of in a new way of refocusing and, and talking to them about it instead of sort of ignoring what was happening, but meeting their daily needs. I would focus on that at a greater level. As far as myself, I was getting more movement into my life. I started to focus on education and I was also working um, graveyard so I could work when my children slept and go to school, still working around everything. I got myself really super busy. I didn't have a lot of time to boohoo. I did have time to think about it, but I didn't allow myself any time to beat myself up. It was all action and action steps. Today, I do the same thing. I, I focus first on the people that I know and love and are in my programs. I focus on my family. I'm focusing on the people in my life 
and lifting them up myself as well. I have a daily practice today that supports me. I take time for that self-care. It's like non-negotiable self-care time every day. Something else I'm still doing today that I did then differently because it was about going back to school and educating myself that, that I had more skills and opportunities. Today, I'm always engaged with deeply engaged with those in my collective mastermind, they become my inner circle. And we're all working together, woven together to support and lift each other up. It's the greatest support system and the most sacred space. And I believe that's such a key to always be educating and up-leveling our skills in some way, whether it's going back to school, connecting with a coach, connecting with a program, connecting with a a group mastermind, whatever it is, that's a piece I did then that I still do today and encourage everyone else to do. Connect with your positive support system that you're surrounding yourself with people that are high vibration, highly motivated, loving, can meet you where you're at, hear your shit and give you a hug, not not in any way bring you down. Right. Um, so that that's what I did then and I can see how it's still tied to my my success of I'm actually still doing the same thing awesome Mm -hmm. and I love that the practices that you um, embodied then although um, you know it it shifts and evolves as we do um, but the the gain and the the recognizing of putting you first um, putting children first. Yes. And, but it was very much you every day showing up for you, going to school, going to work, everything was purpose driven. Um, and it, I know from experience and from my clients, it's that can, the constant action that it can get draining if you don't fuel yourself um, in the process. So I love that you weave that into all that you do. And for, um, you know, in a coaching program or in a group setting or, or even in, you know, friendship circles, this idea that we can take intentional action and, and achieve results. Um, and at the same time, it's so valuable that we continue to, um, those actions themselves are fueling, self-fueling, if that makes sense, right? So Mm -hmm. um, I noticed that a lot of women can get very stuck being very, very busy and feeling exhausted and drained and depleted and empty as a result. Um, And and we tend to look at what we've accomplished and go, well, I I was busy, I was going, I was, it was constant and I don't feel like I did anything. Um, yet when your intentions are moving you towards that bigger dream, that bigger goal, that bigger piece, um, that the actions can be just as exhausting and completely filling, uh, mm-hmm. fulfilling. Yeah. Um, and I, I love that you are modeling that, um, that you experienced it and that you are, you are modeling that for your clients and your friends and your family and the, the world as a whole. I think that's Phenomenal. You. Phenomenal. You just reminded me of something that I love to do, Dion. So I always have these lists, like I, many times I call my wish list, but I also have my action list of, okay, these are things I need to do. 
um, I th I'm always thinking a lot about myself, the women in the collective mastermind, and I'm, I'm making notes and I have these different lists, pages of lists of things. And many of them are, are action steps, things that I need to do. Um, and we, I have them in my personal life also, like yesterday, I need to call for an eye exam. I need to call a pharmacy. I need to call, oh crap, I can't even forget the other one. But I have like, this not a call. list. You know how like making an actual phone call nowadays seems like, like taking the snow out of the driveway or something. So like, like, I don't want to call, make all those calls. Once I get doing it, I fly through tasks really quickly. So I love to set alarms and mm. <laughs> I love to set alarms and grab a list and just challenge myself to how much can I get done before this alarm goes off. And I used to do this way back uh, when I first was getting started rebuilding my life. Uh, and I would set timers for the kids also, like I would give them their chore list and I would, or, or a list of something like whoever picks the most weeds out of the yard, you know, we just made everything a fucking game. I still do it today for myself. And it, it, the call to action and the sense of, of positive urgency and the reward of getting that shit done yep. is exciting to me. It's fun and in my groups I love to give prizes and reward for everything because I you know I I loved doing that when I was raising the kids they were always with me always integrated in my businesses in many ways they still are today many of them are successful entrepreneurs themselves and so I I love bringing others in when I do this and rewarding it so when you were just talking it was like yeah <laughs> it me of like one of my favorite things to do set an alarm grab a list get some stuff done and it it feels so good and we can move from fear procrastination over overwhelm fuck it by getting in that space of call to action urgency with rewards mm. and for me it comes very simply down to grab one of your lists first start creating them then <laughs> <laughs> and then Okay, so grab your list, set your timer, and I usually will start with two to three minutes because I can do anything for like two to three minutes. I mm -hmm. fucking know I can. Yeah. And so I'll start with that if I'm really feeling overwhelmed or or sabotage or just you know because we self sabotage ourselves or if I'm not feeling good, and I'll start with like two or three minutes. I'll grab a simple list, and then the energy your energy is completely shifts. so magical energy then says oh wow I want to set it for five to seven minutes I want to set it for seven to ten minutes I want to attack something else yeah and it's, so it's a way if you just start with like that little two minutes that you can get yourself going and once you're in motion and you're active and you're getting the rewards and you're feeling successful and it doesn't fucking matter if you set the timer for two minutes and you scrub out the damn toilet. Do it because yeah. it gets you in that positive space. Absolutely. I There's so much good in there. I love the reframe. Um, you know, having been someone who um, I would have sort of external timelines, you know, like, okay, well, I have, I have these things to do for these people and deadlines and timelines and just sort of being accountable to another person always drove me. And I would, but I only applied that skill to work that wasn't mine, you know, like when I was an employed person and then 
But using that and as a, um, a transferable skill into your everyday life, which is brilliant. Um, I love the positive shift. I love the game. I love um, that that action. I love circumventing the inner critic. That's my favorite thing. So your, your inner critic tends to really hone in on the big things like, okay, you want to lose 20 pounds. I'm going to describe, I'm going to scrap that. Like, we're just going to crush that. But if it's just, I want to fill the water jug, this really just is a part of it. Yeah. Your your inner critics doesn't notice that I'm going to fill the water jug. I'm going to take yeah. a sip. I'm going to do a thing, right? And so when you set these like very short timers um, to just do a task, that the task, like your higher self knows it's part of the bigger picture. Your inner critic has no fucking idea what's going on. You're just doing a thing. It's not a thing. And so my, my brain says, okay, when you're making these beautiful lists, being intentional about like, what is it, where am I going? What's the big vision? And then, okay, so then there's this list and you can get all kinds of crazy with like setting up your list to be in order and timed and all of that, or really just a, a thousand post-it notes like I have. Yeah. Um, I think that's awesome. And the other thing I think is fascinating in that is we tend to take as long as we give it. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you give yourself 10 minutes to do a task, it'll take 10 minutes. But if you give yourself 30 seconds, fucking done, you do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so it's, you know, a lot of people may recognize this um, if, if you're a procrastinator and, and having been a longtime perfectionist where procrastination is very, very much a telltale sign of a perfectionist um, because we're so afraid of not, of, of doing something incorrectly that we just don't. And so then we'd rather take the no the, the zero um, over the half-assed, not so great, great, right? Great right. sort of assessment of things. Um, the, when procrastination shows up, we get this whole, oh, I'm not doing it. I'm not, it's such a shitty thing. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And my, my thing is, number one, connect the thing you're procrastinating on to your why, to the bigger thing. If it doesn't connect, mm-hmm then it's maybe not for you and you're actually not procrastinating. You're listening to your higher self, but you have to start having those conversations with yourself to determine whether or not, you know, you are not doing something you're meant to do or not doing something that's not meant for you. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so I love, I love your, your list. I love the time. I love the energy that gets infused into it. And even if you did a bunch of things and you're like, in, no, I, I still don't want to do those things. That again, is like a sign like, okay, then, then, then it's not yours. And, mm-hmm. and maybe whatever you've attached it to is not meant for you. And I think that kind of um, awareness is so important and so powerful um, because obviously it leads to that, that nice, clear alignment. So you can be busy and have a full, full life and be striving towards the six, seven figure everything. Um, and in doing so in such a way that isn't just doing for the sake of doing or busy for the sake of busy or doing what everybody else is doing. It's about being truly aligned with, with your soul. And I, I love that one of your first things was you need to be per, that personal mastery, that, that connection to self is crucial in order to make any type of long standing, profitable connection to your business life, whatever that looks like for you as an entrepreneur or as an employed person or, or whatever. Um, I love, love, love that 
how you've, again, woven that into all that you do, that you model it for all of us. Um, and that what has brought you to this place, although a very big, heavy, um, many layered experiences that you have focused on your personal mastery, which has then led to your success. It's fucking brilliant. Oh my God. Rose, you have shared so much in such a short period of time. I'm like kind of amazed. I'm my brain is running through everything that you, you said. I'm like, holy crap, she's like so much, so much. What is it that you would love the listeners to walk away with today? Oh, wow. I would love them to walk away with seeing themselves uh, the highest version of themselves, the most sacred, loving version of themselves, and to commit to nurturing and enriching her. And whatever that may mean for, for them, uh, personally for myself and, and many of the women that I know and work with, it means putting yourself on the list at the top. And when we do that, it is the most selfless thing we can do for our loved ones. As we raise our vibration, we raise their vibration. We offer a, just a, a whole different experience of being around us. So that's why I'd like them to take away and then to take action on that. Commit to, uh, commit to finding a coach that they have a vibration with. Of, um, a real high vibration that matches and aligns uh, connect with a program like the awesomeness academy uh, connect with a if if you're not able to do something like that yet connect with a group online or locally of like-minded supportive women who will receive you wherever you're at and support you positively so I would say I would highly encourage them to make a list, put themselves at the very top and then make <laughs> some action steps of what are you going to do? And uh, yeah, that's really my, my hope and, and my prayer and my wish for your listener. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with me today and um, for sharing your light and, and shining it out for the world to see. I'm so grateful. And I, it's possible we'll be chatting again. I think there's a little bit more to this story that I would love, love, love. Much more. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think it would be amazing to, to have you back and, and chat more about this. And, and until then, thank you so much. And we'll see everyone very soon. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Join Dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness.